This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode, 8 Centimeter. On this spoilerific bonus episode, Ethan tells us all about his adventures at the May 4th show in New London, Connecticut, at the Guard Art Center from Weird Al's 2022, the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised vanity tour. <laughs> It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast. Well, hey, Dave. Excited to tell you all about the third Ethan-only show and I'm excited that the next ones we see will be Dave and Ethan together. So we once again yeah. can reunite and you can uh, be a real fan again. <laughs> I'm so happy to get back out on the road and I'm so jealous that you got to see Weird Al three times over this past week and I was not there. I know. And they sound like they were great shows from the first two that you told me. I want to hear all about this one. Oh, uh, yeah. Up in... Uh, New London, Connecticut. I mean, I've actually been to this theater before, so I, I kind of, uh, I'm kind of sad I didn't get to go again. Well, you know, they actually referenced a few times, um, and I'm sure I'll get there in the notes, but they referenced a few times that Al and Emo, uh, I almost said Paul, I don't know why, <laughs> Al and Emo both had performed at the theater before, so um, I would assume, Dave, you saw them, saw Al at least, on the Running With Scissors tour. Uh, yeah, they no, I, they were there 22 years ago. Yeah, no, I saw Al on I saw Al. Yeah, Running with Scissors 2000, and uh, and I did not see Emo Phillips perform oh, there. Okay, yeah, I think I've only he was seen there... him perform outside of Al. I think one other time, uh, one other time it was really close by here hmm. where I live. Well, let's get right into it. So um, I actually had VIP for the show. Uh, so I got there a bit early so I could catch Jeopardy. So uh, I got there. I got my uh, bag of coffee. I got my lanyard. I got my <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Which, which bag of coffee did you get? Uh, I was not given a choice. They just said, "Here's your coffee," and it was the full bean kind. So oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's what everyone gets when you are a VIP or if that's just what I got. Um, but that's what I got. And um, I did find a... Okay, so you, you got your coffee, and what else did you say you got? What else? I got the VIP lanyard. Um, okay. And I got the sticky pass for the after show. Um, gotcha. That you're supposed to stick on your shirt. And this was actually kind of interesting. So, you know, obviously, Dave, we've seen these lanyards um, around people's necks. But um, I hadn't actually looked at one closely. And on one side of the lanyard, in very small writing... It says, no backstage access, no entrance into venue without ticket. Um, hmm. So uh, I guess that's there. So they legally can be like, yeah, you can't go backstage. But it's so small that I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't see like a, a security guard who didn't know about it to uh, <laughs> like, be like oh. well, let me get my magnifying glass. <laughs> Well, I'm sure. I'm sure that the uh, security guards. I'm sure they brief all the security guards as to what all the different passes mean. Right. Before they That's get why started. I'm wondering but, why why they would actually even put. Well, I guess if somebody can say, "Well, I have a pass," and the security guard can say no, and then if it really gets down to the the uh, new yeah, grade, guess, the security guard can say, "Read your freaking pass, <laughs> got person." Uh, so after I um, I got my stuff, then I had an opportunity to submit 
to play Jeopardy. So they um, they give you this card. Uh, it has the really nice Weird Al Jeopardy logo on the back. And then on the front, you write your full name, your occupation, your phone number, email, and your hometown. And you put it in, I think, the same kind of gold type of bingo raffle cage right. that they had on the previous was, tour. Was this the same uh, postcard that they had used on the 2018 tour? Um, I don't remember what it looked like on the 2018 tour. This one was like really nicely printed and glossy and uh, full color. Uh, so I really I don't remember what it was last time sounds sounds like it probably was but i guess i'll have to wait and see until i get to finally do vip I'm yes so jealous. i know i'll get to do it with you uh in a couple weeks um so uh when oh and I, I wanted to say on my way to the venue so this was may 4th aka uh what may the 4th uh, may the 4th star wars day <laughs> as i'm driving in um there were these road signs that said uh Kessel in 12 parsecs is too fast to drive safely. Uh, like one of those flashing um, road signs. It, it had that message. Oh, really? Oh, that was. Oh, cool. <laughs> and then uh, another one I saw said, trust the force and wear your seatbelt. And I actually saw that one uh, two or three times. So uh, wow. pretty cool. That, that, the, was in, that was in Connecticut. The, that was in Connecticut doing that. Or is that yeah, in New York? I don't know. It was either New York, oh. Massachusetts <laughs> or Connecticut. One of the three. I'm not sure. Oh, well, exactly well, at least, where. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. What, I'm glad at least one of those states has a sense of humor. It's funny. At least the road crew there does. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Um, okay, so after I, I went in, wait, oh, did, were you wearing? Wait, were you wearing Star Wars something Star Wars related? Were you wearing the Saga Begins shirt, T-shirt by any chance? I was wearing nothing Star Wars related, Dave. Oh, Ethan, oh, you have failed. <laughs> um, so the other thing they gave me at VIP check-in was a little drink ticket, which gets you a non-alcoholic beverage of your choice. Um, Ooh. So I went right over to Merchandise, and actually on my way over, I got to see Melissa, who I haven't gotten to see yet this tour, so I got to have a nice conversation with her, um, and went over to... Uh, Melissa King, the uh, tour manager. Correct. Uh, yeah. Went over to Merchandise, and first thing I noticed was Jim and Steve's CDs were there. Jim's CD was $15, but Steve's CD was $10. Oh. <laughs> So I was like, was a little this a rivalry, purpose? <laughs> a little and, rivalry between the two band members. So you could maybe sell the most CDs on tour. And uh, oh, maybe. Steve's lowering the price a little bit, trying to, trying to you know, jab uh, chemo a little bit. Huh? All so right. Well, let's I see did, how this plays out. That's I did ask Marnie, and she said that Steve requested to reduce his to 10 because he has less songs on the CD than Jim. So he thinks it should be cheaper. So All right. I think Steve, I think Steve has ten songs on the CD, so it's a dollar per song. That's a pretty good deal. It's a great deal. Um, yeah. I I also noticed that Bermuda's books were back in stock, uh, back in Hampton Beach. Uh, they were out of stock. Uh, they no longer had a lunchbox. I don't know if that was because it was out of stock, or if they just chose to stop selling it. But those were big sellers whenever I saw them for sale. So I wouldn't be surprised sure. if they were um, out of stock. They had the Gandhi posters uh, from, I believe, Foxwoods uh, on the Strings Attached Tour. Uh, those were available yes. for $60 each. And the Hawaiian shirts were back. And nice. uh, also was the mannequin wearing the Hawaiian shirt. So that was, <laughs> it was great to see. Um, shoelaces? No shoelaces. No shoelaces. Wow. Whew. 
So uh, I went to Jeopardy. Uh, Jeremy Samples was there. We sat next to each other. My name was not chosen from mm. the uh, the list uh, or the, uh, the the random drawing. And right. Dave, tell me if this was kind of weird. This is kind of weird for me, and, and maybe I just um, didn't see it through. But um, if you're picked or not picked, um, the the cards were just kind of like thrown on the ground, like in the audience. And it seemed like kind of a weird privacy issue to me that, like, you know, my name and phone number, hometown, email address were, like, written Ooh. on, like, a piece of paper. So I'm hoping that they went and collected them afterwards, but um, that kind of weirded me out a little bit. Yeah, that is a little strange. I mean, I I don't ever... I mean, I know that gag that JW. Yeah, does it's as a the funny gag. But... <laughs> it's very funny, but I mean, he should he should be making sure that when he throws them, they don't go anywhere where people can grab them. They should be remain on stage. Yeah, I think and... what I'll do in the future is I'm going to leave off um, some of my more personally identifiable information, um, just because I I don't need any weird. Messages you could put anything. you could put the uh, you could put the phone number you could put three four seven spatula I could <laughs> or I could put JW's phone number and see how he likes it <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so I was not chosen unfortunately the first guy who was chosen was was uh, using crutches so it was oh. um, difficult for him to get up on stage obviously um, the Jeopardy questions were. You know, a mix of super easy and super obscure, <laughs> just how you'd like it. And um, perfect. I would say, I there were some of the ones that I got stumped on were ones where you just have to kind of guess. <laughs> where it's like I can make a um, you know a a um, a guess with information, but I just you know I don't know exactly what it is like. Um, one of the questions was like, which two albums or which album has two songs that has the word tater tot in them. So it's like my guess, my logical guess is Polka Party, but I I'd say Polka Party. Yeah, yeah, that's my guess. I couldn't think of the other non addicted to Spud song in the moment. Uh, but that one was Tater correct. Tots uh, was. Oh, that wasn't well, Polka Party. Interesting. All right. Well. It was Polka Party. Let... Polka Party was oh, the was right Polka answer. Party. I just couldn't think of what the other song was that says I think Tater it's, uh, one of, I think it's uh, one of those days. We'll have to look later. But, uh, yeah, that that sounds right. But uh, I can't confirm. That's actually the first one I thought of. I would, uh, And I didn't think oh, it really? would be Spuds, <laughs> amazingly enough. Well, we should have been there. Um, what was another question? I'm trying to think. Um, there is an entire category... Um, hopefully, I think anyone who's actually listening to this doesn't need this kind of help. This is not going to, you know, change the course of their Jeopardy game if they get to play. But there is an entire um, category called Famous Accordion Players. And the answer to every single question is just Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> <laughs> or what is Weird Al Yankovic? <laughs> right. Uh, which is really funny. All right. All right, so our intern Frank just handed me a note that says uh, the lyrics for one of those days include the line, a 747 crashed into my den and there's nothing but tater tots for dinner again. Ah, okay. Thank you, intern Frank, uh, for, for getting that note to Dave. Um, yeah, so it was it was really fun. Uh, there is no Vanna White this year. 
um, there is Marnie. Uh, Marnie uh, oh. does a guest appearance, and I guess for safety and COVID reasons, is the one who uh, turns the questions around. And um, I believe that everyone, de- de- despite what place you come in, I believe it's the same medal for all three of them. Um, okay. And let's see if there's anything else. Um, it's did, worth did he man- checking Was there any mention of sure. any sort of plaque or, or anything yes. for the winner? Yep. Okay. Uh, each, each contestant will get a plaque. Um, all right. So this seems like it works, you know, with the exception of no Vanna White or Vanna White always being uh, the merchandise um, guru, Marnie. Yes. Then uh, it sounds like this pretty much is exactly like the 2018 very much so very very similar um although i don't know if any of the questions that were were read uh were ones that i heard they might be all the new ones that uh jeff had to write Uh, (laughs) one of the questions was what is weird al's dog's instagram handle wow i didn't know weird al's dog had an instagram (laughs) and i well uh, no one knew it, and then I just guessed, is it Sandy the Poodle? And JW was like, yes, the dog's name is Sandy, but that is not the, the handle. Oh. <laughs> it's like something like Sandy Poodle Dog underscore, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and then another one that um, JW went to me to answer was, who was the um, audio engineer on all of Al's albums except for the most recent one. And then mm-hmm. he even gave the hint to the contestants. And I'll give you a hint. It's not Tony Mama. <laughs> <laughs> they still couldn't get it. And then when I said it, people were thrilled and amazed. <laughs> um, but it was it was a lot of fun. Um, and highly recommend it. I, I look forward to going again. Dave, I hope you and I get to compete against each other. I think that would be a lot of fun. That'd be really cool. That'd be cool. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Well, thanks for filling us in on Jeopardy yeah. and the pre-show ritual. Yes. Very cool. Yes, very VIP fun. VIP pre-show ritual. Um, so then there was a, a whole bunch of time between uh, Jeopardy ending and the show actually starting. I think it was like an hour, hour maybe, hour 45, hour 15, something in there. Hmm. Um, so I had a lot of time to kill and... Uh, I got in touch with UH Jeff, and it turns out he did need that poster of Gandhi. So I, I went out to my car, got my poster tube, bought him his poster. Um, I got my Diet Coke for free. Unfortunately, no Coke Zero. And I had a seat right at the front of the balcony uh, on the chemo side. And um, so I took my spot. And um, before too long, you know, just a few minutes before 8 o'clock, um, I didn't get his name, but I believe like the CEO or the director of the theater came out and probably one of the best curtain speeches I've seen um, at a show. Uh, dude was was really good. Um, he t- said that it's been um, X number of years since Emo has been on the stage. I think he said something like 29. I don't know. I think it was like around 93 that Emo was last there. Hmm. And then he mentioned that Al you know, hasn't been there for, for 22 years. And uh, he also was talking about some of the demographics of the audience. He's like, I was looking at ticket buyers, and we have ticket buyers from 20 different states. He's like, you know, people from New York and Massachusetts, but also Tennessee. And he was listening. It was really cool. Um, The guy really um, made it entertaining. And he said it was also their first sold-out show 
in two and a half years. So uh, wow, very exciting Great. for the uh, the guard, the venue, center. yeah, yeah. Very, 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 uh, very good news all around. Yeah. All right. So uh, our intern Frank just handed me another note that says, "Weird Al's poodle, little Sandy poodles." Insta- Instagram handle is little underscore Sandy underscore poodle. <laughs> yes, and I would have never. I, I I don't even know if I follow it. I, I don't know if I <laughs> if I deemed that to be too much <laughs> or not. I might follow it. Um, well, uh, the account for 2000 inch follows it. So. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> so whoever runs that account is, is responsible for following. This. That's Frank's fault. So if it's creepy, uh, shame on Blame, you, Frank. Yeah, well. Yeah, well. <laughs> okay. So the show started at 802 with JW coming out with his Jeopardy suit, introduced Emo. Emo um, surprisingly came out and I would say 90% of his material was stuff I hadn't heard yet on this tour. Oh, wow. Uh, so brand new set. Um, he had a box of water, one of those cardboard boxes of water. <laughs> okay. Uh, so if we're still tracking his drink, um, <laughs> that, he actually, um, he commented on uh, the box of water. Um, he was on stage for a little over 30 minutes. Um, okay. And, I noticed uh, between Emo and Al starting, I did notice people with shirts without the hyphen. So they still have the hyphenless shirts uh, available hmm. as of um, the show in New London. Okay. Well, I guess. All right. Well, that's something else to track in the spreadsheet, you know, whether or not they have hyphenless shirts and when they <laughs> finally do replace them with. Well, because well, the first uh, batch of shirts that we got. Um, on the first tour, they had the hyphen on they them. Did. So it's they absolutely did. So it's interesting that they, they went hyphen to not hyphen, and then hopefully we'll eventually get the hyphen back. Yeah, so there, there's no real explanation as to why, because hmm. it's all part of the same order, according to Marnie. They, they haven't had separate shipments. It's all part of what they started with um, so far. So um, right. I would assume if they haven't already, uh, the hyphenless shirts will be um, gone very soon. Um, all right. Okay, so emo ended at eight thirty four, and the show started at eight fifty two. So it was only eighteen minute um, intermission. Oh. Okay. Uh, so things were a little wacky, I guess. Emo went a little long, and the the intermission went a little short. Um, the show started, no introduction, no no speaking. Went right into Dare to Be Stupid. Uh, oh wow! So we so did no, not no yeah, no explanation as to. No, uh, you know, <laughs> as why, but you know, it really worked. Um, the audience was just uh, very surprised and stunned and laughing. Um, they, it, it really worked as an as a cold open. Um, so I really enjoyed That's it. A, yeah, it's an interesting choice, and and I mean, I get, uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting choice to start out with. But I now that you explain it with no introduction, I can see it totally working because, you know, initially, you know, the song has a different feel off in the album version so you're not quite sure what's happening until right. the, you know, the words <laughs> kick in so uh, yeah i can see that happening that's pretty i, I was, was first I was surprised but now i think it, it's it works I, i'm sad sad i saw that well maybe he'll do it again it's yeah i mean but. considering 99.999 percent of the audience did not know what he was about to play <laughs> I, I think probably it was myself jeremy and then um I'll talk about Tina and a few other people later. Um, aside from the like uh, five of us and maybe a handful of other people, uh, 
people were just surprised. They're like, well, I don't know what this song is. And then Dared We Soup and started and flush of emotions, uh, rush of emotions. It was it was really fun. Hmm. Um, Al was wearing a uh, black Hawaiian shirt that kind of had a rainbow of um, different colors of flowers on it. And that's actually uh-huh. a shirt that was gifted to him by our friend Jared Marker, who who runs the um, the Weird Al um, Hawaiian shirt uh, Instagram account. Um, I, maybe Frank can hand us a note uh, to give him a proper plug. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, I will also point out that during Dare to Be Stupid, I did raise my hand. And to mix it up tonight, I raised just my right hand. So add that to the spreadsheets. Uh, my right hand was raised. Uh, Steve was wearing sunglasses. Okay, put uh, that up there. <laughs> I think that's everything for the first song. Is there anything I'm missing, Dave? Or are we ready to move on? No, but our intern Frank is uh, is really on the ball today for some strange reason. And he, uh, he just handed me another thought that simply says... Weird Al Prince, P-R-I-N-T-S. Ah, okay. All one word, Weird Al Prince. I'm Instagram. assuming that's for the Weird Al Hawaiian shirts uh, Instagram that Jared runs. I hope Frank is using the right color ink today. <laughs> I hope so. All right. Um, so after <laughs> Dare to be Stupid, um, Al said, hey, it's been... T- oh, and it... Okay, okay, anyway. <laughs> Did you have anything else? No, I just saw a very interesting t-shirt. Up on at Weird Al Prince on Instagram. Dave, that I actually, we're doing what? a, a review sorry. here. Come on. I'm trying to I'm keep sorry. these short. It's a cool one because I own it and I know out Weird Al owns it too. And now Jared owns it. All right. All right. Well, anyway. We'll talk about it later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everyone go follow that account and see what Dave's talking about while you, everyone tunes out of our podcast and goes over there. I'm sorry. I'm tuning out of the podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm going down a rabbit hole on Instagram. All Thanks right, a lot. Right. Intern Frank. Turn off. Right. Yeah. Turn off your internet, Dave. Uh, so Al says he was at this venue 22 years ago, and uh, it's pretty much the same. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he then uh, had everyone give it up for emo, and he said it's it's been a joy, uh, or it will be a joy to share airborne droplets with him for the next six months. Um, <laughs> then he said, um, and now is the time to grab your G harmonica if you want to play along. And uh, Al, um, he blew on the harmonica a couple times uh, before they officially started. Bob. Bob. Cool. So after Bob, which, um, you know, Bob was was great. He had the accordion the whole time. There were no no, uh, missteps there. Um, I did choose that moment to yell El Maestro as my (laughs) El Maestro of the evening. Um, I noticed that uh, Bermuda was wearing some sort of, like, uh, it looked like a sports jersey, and um, I was able to um, get a better look later. I think during the uh, uh, the the uh, encore spoiler alert, and it's it was a um, like a baseball jersey, and it said Bermuda across the chest. It was really cool. Oh, cool! Um, so it, it was at this point that um, that Al talked about um, how the Grammy-winning Jim Kimo West. Uh, before the mm-hmm. show, asked to play the G power chord for 45 minutes straight. <laughs> um, and uh, um, Al said um, he asked it very humbly, and just because it's Jim, he's going to let him do it. And then Jim started 
<laughs> playing the G power chord, which went into my own eyes. Um, oh, cool. All right. There was, I, you know, I would have to um, somehow hear the concert again because I can't really uh, go back in time, unfortunately. But something sounded off. Like, I don't know if they repeated a line or missed a line or something. Um, but I just, something seemed like there may have been a mistake in there somewhere. Um, I did notice that uh, Hawkeye crossed the back of the stage, so I don't know if he was going to fix something or what. Um, and I wish I had more to say, uh, more definitively. But I did want to point out that um, my vantage point was excellent. So this was the second time that I was in the front row of the balcony, uh, but I was on uh, Steve's side last time. So now being on Jim and Bermuda's side, I had a much clearer shot of Bermuda um, and him playing the drums. So um, my own eyes... Bermuda's awesome um, during that. Yeah. Uh, the drums are just really killer. Uh, so cool. I, I wrote that down. Um, after my own eyes, Al, Al said accordion up. He picked up the accordion. He called it uh, Chekhov's accordion. He said, uh, <laughs> you know, it's here. You know it will be used. Um, and he, he then said the next song is a uh, public service announcement for the recording industry of american artists whatever r-i-double-a stands for he said right <laughs> uh and then we went into don't download this song which was great that's always uh, a really fun one to hear and uh and our intern frank tells me r-i-a-a stands for recording industry association of america ah thanks frank um man he's been a little too helpful today uh, we, I think we need to, uh, give him a dock and pay. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep him chained up to the radiator for an extra couple of oh, good, uh, good. hours. <laughs> um, Al said, uh, you know, he usually has, um, a family friendly reputation and, uh, he's, <laughs> you know, usually a happy person most of the time, but, he does have, um, a, <laughs> you know, some very dark, twisted, horrifying, sure. violent songs. And uh, he says, I don't know if I need therapy. Um, <laughs> but he said, uh, but here's one of them. <laughs> and he played <laughs> I Remember Larry. And uh-huh. um, really good. I always love hearing I Remember Larry. Um, really, anytime I hear something from um, Bad Hair Day or Running With Scissors, I get extra excited. Uh, but it was a really good rendition. And um, after I remember Larry, we got a drum solo, which Woo! was the variation where um, <laughs> Bermuda plays the drums and then goes, my drum solo. <laughs> okay, the my drum solo version. I love that version. And then um, after that, uh, they still weren't ready to start. So Al was like, yeah, keep playing. um then they went into when i was your age and the lights on stage just happened to be perfectly aligned with my my uh, cornea my retina oh wow (laughs) because they kept shining in my eyes there was a a kid two seats next to me and he kept complaining to his dad about his eyes hurting um but it was it was a really great light show, and it was just I guess an unfortunate spot to be sitting for when I was your age. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so then he said, um, uh, I guess I don't need to tell you guys that there's 230 days left till Christmas. And he uh-huh. said, let's get ready to play one of our plethora of two <laughs> Christmas songs. Um, and he said, how about you guess and we'll and we will find out which one. So, Dave, I'm going to give you that opportunity. Do you want to guess which of the plethora of two Christmas songs Al and the band played? Well, let's see. He's played um, both of them so far on this tour, so that's a tough one. Uh, I am going to flip a coin. <laughs> okay. And it landed on Beaver, and if it lands on Beaver, that means it must be The Night Santa Went Crazy. You're correct. Oh, yay. Uh, yes. So it, Well, you can thank the, the coin for that one. <laughs> and it was the uh, what what we what you have deemed the sorta gory version. The sorta gorda version. Uh, okay. Santa Claus is dead. Uh, you know, we don't have the fat guy to kick around anymore. But then it goes right into, um, you know, Vixen being in therapy and that whole thing. So it is the kind of half and half of that um, verse. Okay. Um. Let's see if I can... Uh, okay, so then uh, Al said there's, you know, 133 shows this tour, and every one of them is a little bit different, and um, each set, there's one slot uh, for an audience pick, and he's like, so everyone <laughs> yell at once. He's like, actually, no, that'll be too uh, too complicated. How about um, I just pick one person in the audience? And so he started with his finger on Jim's side, went through the front row and landed on Steve. Oh, <laughs> so nice. Steve, Steve gets to choose. Steve got to cool. pick tonight and he chose Frank's 2000 inch TV. Oh, interesting choice. Yes. I, I mean, I guess, I guess, uh, all right, well, yeah, that, it's um, a cool song. I mean, it's a cool song, but I, I just, it's strange that Weird Al is playing this at his concert when it's definitely not a Weird Al Yankovic song. It's something I've never heard of prior to this, him playing this. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, all right, well, interesting. <laughs> but yeah, it, cool. It's, that's pretty cool that, uh, that uh, at least um, it's he's switching it up between who gets to choose. I mean, there's still hope for us, I guess, if it's not always going to be Jim every single time. <laughs> Well, yeah, I thought that was interesting. So I suppose we need to track who who picks it now that now that there's a variation there and it's not just Jim. <laughs> um, so then after Frank's 2000 inch TV, um, Al said something like, "Oh, uh, you guys like country music?" Cause, and he said, "Because the next song is a country song." Well, oh, country of Jamaica. <laughs> I was I was getting excited. I thought it was going to be one of his country songs, like "Good Enough for um, Now" or something. So oh, okay. Well, no, I'm still excited about "Buy Me a Condo." So but then he said, "I mean, <laughs> uh, before going into, it, he said, and now the um, the cultural appropriation part of the show, and then went into "Buy Me a Condo." What a teaser! What a what a joker! What a funny funny guy! Um, so then I didn't get a whole lot of this, but, um, Al said something like, now I'm going to sing a silly little song about my childhood. Um, Hmm. I have written down 30 minute songs, so he might've said it's a 30 minute long song. I think he was just trying to kill time because eventually, um, 
he was just kind of looking around, and without um, Al calling for a solo or anything, Ruben just started playing, um, you know, a little dilly, some a little dilly, a little. What am I trying to say? A little ditty. ditty. Thank you. A little ditty. <laughs> I forgot to cross the T's in my brain. Uh, <laughs> unless, unless Ruben was playing a pickle. Well, I mean, uh, that's always a possibility. That is right? always a possibility. Um, and uh, Al thanked him for doing that, and. Uh, <laughs> then they went into playing good old days. Um, and uh, okay. I will have to point out, uh, I I saw Al with bongos. I saw him touching them, but I did not hear any bongo uh, coming through. <laughs> um, so then Al said, hmm. are you ready to rock? And he said, that's fortunate because we are too. And then they went into <laughs> first world problems. Oh, Nice. <laughs> And uh, this was especially good having the vantage point that I did because I could see Bermuda uh, singing the Amanda Palmer parts very clearly. And okay, um, um, <laughs> okay. So, um, so then after that, um, Al said, "This next track is the first song he wrote off of the Dare to Be Stupid album." He said uh-huh. um, his girlfriend broke up with him. He was uh, it was a bitter breakup. He was depressed, and he wrote this song to cleanse the palate so he could move on to create monumental works of art. Like I want a new duck. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. I want a new duck. I know I do too. But of course, um, that was just the intro to one more minute. Oh, so he's switching up the introduction to one more minute because yes. I mean, at the last, at least the last time you reported it, he said that he had done the introduction where he uh, was talking about how he was on Dick Clark's Rock and Roll Summer Action, right? And they had to bleep one of the lyrics, and I didn't mention it at the time, but uh, but interesting story is uh, about that. The the uh, Dick Clark's Rock and Roll uh, Summer Action clip is that um, I know that that Weird Al must have been talking about it because uh, on the first Vanity Tour, uh, Marty Lick, super fan Marty Lick, contacted me and said, Weird Al told this story about, about, um, about Dick Clark, about, you know, Weird Al being on Dick Clark's Rock and Roll Summer Action and how when some of the lyrics were bleeped and he says, do you have any idea what he's talking about? I've never seen that. I had it in my collection. I uploaded it to YouTube for him so he could he could see it. And I left it, you know, public on on my YouTube page oh, okay. and a bunch of people found it. And uh, and so, you know, it's 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 my hardly viral, but it's got like six thousand views on it. Uh, <laughs> wow. You know, so. <laughs> So, you know, so people are finding it and, and commenting on it, but it seems to be any time that Weird Al mentions, tells that story at one of his concerts, I get a whole bunch of views and a whole bunch of comments. Oh, cool. In. So, so it's funny after the, uh, the show when you told me, um, where was it? Orno, I guess. I have to. Um, was it Orno or was it, it uh, Hampton Beach? It might have been Hampton Beach. Uh, it might have been Hampton Beach. It was Hampton Beach. Beach. Yeah. Yeah, it was Hampton Beach. I'm sorry. Yes, it was Hampton Beach. Uh, so after the Hampton Beach show, I started getting a whole bunch of notifications. People are commenting on your <laughs> oh, Clark's so Rock and Roll summer, summer. So, so I, I guess it's the only version up on. If you search for for uh, you know Weird Al lip syncing one more minute on the beach or Dick Clark's Rock and Roll summer action, you know you'll you'll find. It. And I think I, I guess I'm the only one up there who put this video up there. <laughs> but, wow. Well, I you wonder, can see it, and I bet some people 
um, you know, we're, we're um, heard about it, and then I bet some of the people are our Patreon supporters going to uh, to look it up after they heard the review. Very well, could be. I mean, but it's just a funny story that it's. <laughs> I can kind of, I can, I can sort. You know, I'm not getting a million hits or anything like that, right. but I can sort of tell because I get a few comment coming here and there when when Weird Al or someone else brings it up. Um, final. Anyway, so one more minute with a different with a different introduction other than to Dick Clark's rock and yes, and different action. than than any of the ones he's done thus far on the tour, um, and. Um, as I pointed out, I think last time, um, there was no crying pause. So there was no breakdown crying before ending the song mm-hmm. uh, on this okay. version tonight. Um, so then Al goes into the spiel. Pretty similar. I, I tried to write it down, but it wasn't super different. Uh, he said the next song is the whole reason uh, they're doing the tour. It's meant to showcase the band. Uh, or the, the tour is meant to showcase the band, Forgotten Deep Cuts. Um but this is, uh, you know, the, the finest uh, of his songwriting. Um, and he really likes the subtext of the, the song. And in a hundred years, he hopes this is what, you know, uh, he'll be remembered by. And of course, uh, he played Let Me Be Your Hog. <laughs> <laughs> I know he says this as a joke, but I really do hope that in a hundred years, people do remember that song. And, and when, he, Only when they that hear song. It, they think of Weird Al. <laughs> Yeah, of course. <laughs> Weird Al, the let me be your hog guy. <laughs> they'll be walking down Hollywood Boulevard and they'll see Weird Al's name on the uh, on the Walk of Fame and they'll go, oh yeah, Weird Al Yankovic. Go, He's that guy yeah, who did yeah, let yeah, me yeah. be your hog. He's a let me be your hog guy. Uh, okay, this, this next one was great. Uh, he said the next song needs an accordion. And he said a lot of people uh-huh. think that this song is about Ron Popeil. But it's actually about Ron Popeil's dad, Sam Popeil. Um, mm. And he said it's a, uh, of course, a B-52's pastiche. Uh, he said, imagine Jim and Steve as women with giant beehive <laughs> hairdos. <laughs> and then, of course, went into uh, Mr. Popeil, which is, I don't know if we've done a top five for in 3D, but... Um, that is one of, if not my favorite, uh, track on that album. So it's always really no, great to hear. We've not done that yet, so spoiler alert, please. Well, we do know that that our our uh, our preferences do change every once in a while, but um... <laughs> and and to clarify, it's not just Ron Popeil's uh, father, Sam Popeil. It's also Lisa Popeil, That's friend right. of the podcast That's and right. amazing amazing singer who's. Performed with Weird Al many times, including you know live up. You probably saw her live up on the uh, strings attached to her if you went to any of those shows. Uh, it's also her father. Yes, and she's a, a great friend of the podcast, and uh, we've had her on and and uh, have gotten to spend some nice time with her. She she's wonderful, mm-hmm. and I I really do. Although I love Jim and Steve singing, it would only be improved by uh, her <laughs> and the other Al Scales um, singing the background on that song. But only if they're wearing beehives. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, beehive hairdos, not not actual beehives. Don't you, you don't really have to wear an actual beehive. You just have to wear the beehive hairdo. Right, right. Um, I did notice that there is kind of like a um, I don't know if it's if it would technically be a solo, um, but there was like a, a very guitar heavy part where Al was not singing, and I noticed that Al was snapping along during uh, during that part. Hmm. Um, so then Al said, you know, a lot of people know 
Eddie Vedder as the lead singer of Pearl Jam, but oddly, more people know him as the protagonist of this next song. <laughs> <laughs> which is not, which is pr- pretty accurate, actually. I mean, no, Pearl Jam was pretty big, but pretty I, mean, big, I don't but know if I did. At least in, in my brain, uh, <laughs> I knew him first as the protagonist of that song. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a little bit younger than I am. I knew Eddie Vedder before the song, but, but I mean, yeah, he hasn't, I don't, I don't, haven't been keeping up on Eddie Vedder's career, but I don't think he's done too much outside of Pearl Jam. So, and I have a note under my baby's in love with Eddie Vedder, and I really just I don't know what it is. <laughs> it looks like it oh, says, um, "Arc Floors." A V and. A V Arc Floors A V and. It looks like I underlined the S in floors. Oh, flourish something. Flourish. Uh, something flourish at end. Accordion flourish. flourish at end. Oh, so Al Al did um you know like if you have a piano and you like just run your fingers across it and it's like yes. he did that with the accordion uh right at the end of the song. Nice. Well I'm glad you were able to figure out your own hand right yeah, now. It's, it's a fun, cool. fun puzzle. I wonder if our, our <laughs> friends who do that um like MIT puzzle could have uh figured out. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, Al said that uh, he's, of course, known for two things, which are raw, unbridled sexual energy and gritty American blues music. And so for this <laughs> next song, let's go with that second one. And uh, we got to see uh, generic blues. And, okay. Um, I noticed I like that during that. Uh, the part where where uh, Al goes, make it talk, and Al, and uh, Jim starts going like, wee, wee. <laughs> yeah. Um, Al actually kind of leaned out of his seat and tapped Jim on the shoulder, and then said, "Make it shut up." <laughs> <laughs> so he actually tapped his shoulder. I love that. Um, very cool. Very cool. Uh, then he said that he has a new mo- he has a new movie coming out. And then he asked the audience, has anybody seen the teaser trailer? And the whole audience Ooh. cheered. Um, Yay. And he said, you know, Daniel Radcliffe's playing me. And he said that he wrote a new song, before, wrote and recorded a new song before the tour. And he, uh, he wants to play it tonight, but he can't because of the NDA. So instead, he's going to play the title track from his next film that's coming out in 33 years and <laughs> got to hear nature trail to hell. <laughs> and during nature trail to hell, that's when I realized, and, and maybe this has happened. I'd have to look at the other set list in the spreadsheet, but um, I realized that both songs with backwards lyrics were in the set tonight. Um, oh, both yeah. both yeah. nature trail to hell. And I remember Larry. So I was thinking, I mean, they already have to learn weird stuff for, like, the the Yoda chant. They should make Ruben learn how to say, Satan eats cheese whiz, and uh, boy, you've got a lot of, or was it G, you've got a lot of time on your hands. Um, they should. Wow, you must have a lot of free time on your hands. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Um, they should make Ruben phonetically say that backwards during those songs. <laughs> I think they should. Um and it was great. And the and the only other time that's happened where both of them were on the same show was one that you were at at Hampton Beach. Oh, okay. Nope. In yeah, Hampton Beach. 
So you get so you didn't make that observation in Hampton Beach, but I thought about it, took, it until in, you got to New London. To I thought it. about right. it in Hampton Beach. I did not write it down or remember to talk about it, but I did write it down <laughs> and remember to talk about it for New London. Um, That'd be pretty cool, though. I mean, I, I it was I guess the first time when I when I heard uh, um, I remember Larry and or I, I was I don't know why I didn't think about it for Nature Tell the Hell because maybe I've seen. I've seen that, or maybe I just love that song so much. But when I when we first heard uh, "I Remember Larry" in um, Albany, I was thinking the same thing. I don't think I noticed it. Oh, it'd be so cool if if there was like the backwards piece in there because I listen for that when I'm listening to the album track. Right, and I can pick up you know where he says the backward piece, and I, and I was and so when I'm listening to it live, I'm expecting to hear that little gibberish in there that, that <laughs> that's backwards. So yeah, so somebody yes, Weird Al, Ruben, somebody should should learn that piece and sing it during that. Yeah, song. that'd be amazing. I I mean, Al's already, you know, singing the rest of the stuff. Let's make uh, Ruben do it, I think. That was my thought. That's that's our challenge. (laughs) That's our challenge. We'll put that out there. See if Ruben can learn the backwards uh, (laughs) lyrics to I Remember Larry and sing that. Or the backwards lyrics to Nature Trail to Hell. Not or, Dave. Both. I want both. Both? Oh, okay. (laughs) You're asking a lot of Ruben. That's true. Um, This was another song that was great, uh, having a great view of Bermuda, because I actually got to see his hilarious screams uh, (laughs) for the Nature Trail to Hell screaming parts. And... um, as the song ended, um, I was like, it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, okay, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then he, he did a, a very uh, typical intro to Twineball, uh, you know, talking about the story about America, story about Twineball. Uh, you know, it's it's not about the biggest ball in the world, because that would be stupid, because of the shallow, pathetic people who work together. <laughs> um, and then I wrote down this quote. He said, uh, uh, he said, his, mo- his ball may not be the biggest in the world, <laughs> but it's the biggest in Minnesota. Uh, and then we got uh, Twine Ball. So great, again, of wow. course, always great to see uh, Twine Ball. Um, so, so, so I'm really jealous because those are probably Nature Child of Hell and Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota are probably two of my most favorite songs. And to get those back to back like that, which I'm assuming to, to close out, you know, at least, at least the concert. Wow. I, I'm, I'm extremely jealous that you got to hear that. It was great. That, yeah. That's an amazing, that's an amazing those two songs, each one of them separately, are amazing. Especially live, it just adds so much to those songs. Hearing those live, and then to get to hear those back to back, those two epic songs, I, I'm very well. They're I, they're both I'm um, they're both final I, final songs on albums, which you know Al usually right. does something special with the uh, maybe right. not all of them, but a lot of times there's something special with the final song on an album. So right, I agree, yeah. it was really cool to get those back to back. And it also reinforces that if you see Al on this tour, he's gonna end the you know the regular <laughs> set with either Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota or Albuquerque. Um, we haven't seen anything different yet, uh, so that makes sense though. Those are definitely two of the biggest fan favorite songs, so I could see him yeah. doing that purposely for the whole tour. But I'm curious yeah. to see. What happens on the um, the two show cities and then the three show city in Vegas? 
um, if that's going to be three different sets or yeah well well if seven shows out of 133 or anything to go by then 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 there's definitely a trend there going <laughs> Albuquerque and the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota it might be a little bit too early to call that but that's true. Uh, it's so far so far it's, it's trending it's, that way yes um, and then I guess we'll find out because I, jumping ahead the next two shows we see in Medford Massachusetts are back to back, so we'll find out if, if it's Albuquerque and Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota, or if we get something else. So stay tuned for that. Stay Those tuned. two exciting episodes. So during the onstage encore, um, or I guess intermission, or I don't know what what we are calling this—the encore portion where they don't actually leave the stage. Uh, Steve <laughs> took his. I tried to write down um, something for for each of them. Um, Steve took off his sunglasses. Jim was tuning his guitar. Uh, Steve was off to the side of the venue where it was like still on stage, but there was like a wall, and he was just leaning against the wall. Um, <laughs> Ruben called Al over and was showing him something on his iPad, and then Bermuda picked up like a towel and he was wiping down the uh, the drum shield, the the plastic like case <laughs> on it. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's really funny. I love that they yeah, well, seem committed to doing something different each time. And yeah, what was Al? What? I'm oh, sorry if you said it. I missed. What? What did Al do? Or did you not write that down? Well, Al, Al, um, he always, uh, you know, gets a drink and gets a towel. But oh, okay. um, what I wrote down for Al is just that Ruben was showing him the iPad. I didn't notice. Oh, okay, gotcha. I didn't notice anything else. Um, but yeah, that, that's a good point. I love that. I guess it gives them. I mean, you know, that it, it's. Just not nothing that they really need to script and plan out ahead of time. Just gives them the time to kind of have a little fun up on stage and do oh, what yeah. they want to do. Just do whatever stuff. they think is. Yeah, just just have fun <laughs> up there. Uh, so Al said um, uh, after he came back and and uh, he said he wants to play a song that he wrote uh, to commemorate the 22 year anniversary of being at this venue, <laughs> um, and. Um, it was really great. This was um, a cover song, of course, but with new lyrics. It was really? Werewolves of London by Warren Zevon. But every time right. he said London, he said New London. So oh. every single time it was Werewolves of New London. And it was oh, awesome. Oh, that's amazing. First of all, I love that song, <laughs> Werewolves of song. London. It's, it's an incredible song. song. I'm upset that I didn't get to hear that. And I'm even more upset that he changed the lyrics to it and did Werewolves of New London, which is brilliant, by the <laughs> it way. It's so good. That is it's perfect. It was, I mean, that had know. to be planned, you know, that he was doing this song once he saw that, you know, he was going to New London. But wow, that that is great. I love that. And I love that you got to hear new lyrics to, I mean, technically it would be a parody, right? New lyrics. Now, to I, a... I did reach out to Johnny O'Hearn to get his um, official ruling on it because that, I had that same question, same thought, Dave. Um, I don't want to butcher what he said. So let me, um, let me see how he said he's going to add it to this, the official spreadsheet. Let's go get my, I mean, it's. Yeah, I, I mean, I realistically, it's just a cover song, but I guess you know she's got a note. Should be noted somehow that that there were alternate lyrics to the the. Uh, so he the said, cover song. Um, "I'd say cover, slight change." <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that, that I think that's, that's fair. That's fair. That's definitely that's fair. fair. It's so, not really a parody because a parody would right. Uh, would, well, I mean, it sort of is. I, I different lyrics. Yeah. Different, yeah, slight whatever you just I d- said. I defer to Johnny. Uh, Cover with, he wants with to slight 
lyrics, whatever. Yes, perfect. Oh, but I'm so <laughs> jealous you got to hear that. How that was a ama- that must have been amazing, right? It, I mean, as much as I loved, um, you can call me Al and eight six seven five three zero nine. This might have been my favorite cover, just <sighs> because it was, um, you know, special for the the city. I mean, it was cool for me to get to hear Al sing something different, and I like the song anyway. But how cool for that whole audience who lives in new london to get to hear their name the song you know oh it's just so absolutely. cool i could feel that yeah. energy in the audience people were just like i and i was also wondering and i'm sure the rest of the audience are wondering is al just gonna say it once and then say the real song but no he every single time said every new single london. time oh, every single incredible. time <laughs> oh he did wow. not miss one <laughs> well, I can't so condone then... anybody. Can't condone anybody bootlegging the show and putting it up on YouTube. Or, but if it does exist, you know, that'll be cool to see. It would be. Um, or and... here, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, incredible. <laughs> so wow, then... a great, great cover song. Yeah, it great was cover great. song indeed. And I, I so, love that. You know, before the song, yeah. Al said he wrote it, and so he said, "Yeah, I spent seconds writing that song." <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, and then Al thanked everyone for coming out, especially to this tour. He said, uh, I know there were lots of options tonight. You could have gone to star Wars trivia night at strange (laughs) pub brew in Norwich. (laughs) You could have, you could have, um, assuming that's a real place. I I assume, I assume Al looked it up, you know, knowing Al, I'm (laughs) sure that was a real thing happening the same night. Uh, so then they went into the unplugged medley uh, Amish Paradise, Smells Like Nirvana, White and Nerdy, um, Word Crimes. I, I thought I heard that Al said, instead of never raised in a sewer, I thought he said never burned in a sewer. Um, oh. So that could have been me mishearing, could have been Al saying something else. I don't really know. Um, but I can't confirm that, but it sounded, it didn't sound like raised to me. Um, and then the Yoda chant. Maybe it was it born in a sewer, perhaps. Because Burn, burned in a sewer just it doesn't. I mean, unless it was. Well, it was it, a ref- the right lyric is never raised in a sewer, right? I don't. I'm, well, I'll have to ask our intern Frank. Uh, come on, Frank. Please impart this knowledge into my brain. <laughs> I'm looking it up too, before Frank can. It says, like, yeah, never raised. Frank says it's never raised in a sewer, but I mean, it's possible it could have said never born in a sewer because burn just I don't know. Yeah, it didn't make sense. Seems a little harsh. It didn't sound like raised. And that born makes any more sense, but it. Well, so I'm not sure if there was a lyric change. uh, Then I don't think it wasn't the word raised. Yeah, I don't think it was an intentional lyric change. It wasn't like Lin Manuel or or Paul Rudd's, but you know, it wasn't anything like that. Um, So it was either like a flub or I just misheard it. Um, Hmm. But it was a great show. Um, uh, Sounds good. So as I mentioned, I had VIP, um, but it it was VIP that. I purchased from my friend who uh, wasn't able to go to the show. They had already sold their ticket to the show, but they didn't sell the VIP. So I had the VIP, but I wasn't sitting in a VIP seat. So I had to run downstairs <laughs> to join the VIPs. And um, uh, I had um, been in touch with Tina, who we met back in 
I'm getting so confused with all these different names. New Bedford. New Bedford. We met we met Tina in New Bedford. Yeah, yes. so we met Tina in New Bedford. She's the one. Uh, I don't know how much we we said about her, uh, but she's the one who knows the band. She used to um, go to a bunch of shows and dance on stage uh, for Smells Like Nirvana, and she also um, she's a vegan chef and she has um, like natural herbal products that she. Um, that the band loves and she provides for them. And um, so she wants to um, be on the podcast after we told her about it. And, and Jim said how great we are. And, and uh, he told her the story about the theme song getting played. So she, <laughs> so it was really cool to get to see her and actually spend a little time and talk to her. Uh, I got to, cool. to meet her very good friends, uh, Jen and Jen's husband, Keith. Um, they were with her. So, um, I pretty much just stuck with them and we we're just kind of chatting the whole, uh, VIP, just, um, they're all big Weird Al fans. So it was just, you know, the kind of fun conversation you have with big Weird Al fans. Um, very cool. Very cool. I'll, I'll briefly just go through the VIP process. I have to imagine and hope that this is not how it's like every night because if, you know, for me personally, I ran downstairs to be part of the VIP they had right. all of us go upstairs, back up to the balcony, and sit in the <laughs> seats. Then they told us to get up and that we're moving again. And then they told us, oh, we changed our mind. And they had us go back upstairs wow. <laughs> to the balcony and sit down. And then they're like, all right, we're going to bring people one row at a time. So, like, one row went. And then nobody was there to tell more people to go. And then they're like, we need more rows. And then, they're like, all right, just everyone go. And it was just, like, it was kind of a mess. Huh. <laughs> but uh, everything... Um, I would say even though it's a huge group of people, everything kind of runs very smoothly and and uh, quickly. It, it didn't seem rushed, and it also didn't seem like um, I was waiting for a whole lot of time. So, um, okay, went in. Uh, you know, you you um, you leave all your stuff at, at your seat, uh, so you're not like uh, jumbling with bags and jackets and stuff. You go right. in, you stand on a box, you do a pose with Al. Uh, you kind of smile and wave at him. Uh, Al said, hey, man, to me. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I was, you know, very uh, aware that you're, you're not supposed to have any conversation with Al. You're supposed to take the picture. Uh, so I took the picture, waved to Al. I left. Um, and then they had a second line where you actually line up to meet Al. And that's where you get your signed uh, poster. They are very uh -huh. adamant. You're not getting anything but the poster signed. So... If you have okay. uh, something special, you want Al to sign, you have a, a vinyl, you have uh, Dave, you want to get another tattoo, it's not going to happen. You're not doing it this <laughs> tour. It's just uh, safety and, and health concerns um, are prohibiting something like that. So you can get the poster signed or you can get nothing signed. <laughs> right. So, so, right. And, and they, they've, had, they've made that perfectly they've clear when you bought the, the VIP, clear. VIP yeah. ticket. So that should, should not be a surprise to anybody. But I'm interested. I want to go back. You said that when you got your picture taken with Weird Al, you were standing on a box. What, what does that Oh, I'm sorry. Mean? It was a, um, a square of tape on the ground. Like they, <laughs> they made a box using masking tape. Um, oh, because, okay. I, uh, if you've seen any of the photos posted by people, what they do is there is like a plastic, like a heavy, thick, um, clear shower curtain in the middle of the backdrop between you and Al. And okay. um, what they do is they Photoshop it out and they squeeze you guys together so it looks like you're right next to him. And then they add like a nice, um, 
you know, design over so, it with the, okay. The so, venue. so the box, the box is just to to tell to uh, tell you where to stand, tell so you where to stand. Okay, you, um, gotcha. Correctly, and, and, and um, sorry, it's sorry if you said this already, but uh, what sort of uh, if you want to tell people what sort of you know pose did you you and Al do together, or is it just a standard pose? So, I mean, you can really do whatever you want. Um, you know, a lot of people. Um, or like pointing at Al or Al's pointing at them, yeah. you know, um, and I don't want to reveal the pose that I did. Okay. I, I want people to see it because um, I think it, it was funny. And as far as I could tell, I was the first person to come up with this unique pose. So, um, okay. Once it's out there, I will, I, I can talk about it on a future uh, bonus episode, but um, all right. As, as, as of the recording of this, the photo is not out there. Uh, and I actually did two poses. Um, I did my one pose, and then the photographer said, uh, all right, we're going to do another one. So uh, for my second pose, I just uh, pointed at myself, and Al pointed at me, I think. I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they if they post both of them, or I really hope they post the one that, um, that I came up with. Um, <laughs> I didn't have two in my back pocket. I only had the one, so... <laughs> All right. Hopefully they don't. Hopefully that's sort that of, a, that's sort of like a, a stressful thing for people going to VIP. It you is. Know, that you you, you want to make sure you have a good picture with that. And some people are fine with just, you know, standing there with, with Weird Al standing there but as well. It, but if and you're nothing wrong with that. If you're but, like you know, Dave you're, and I and you have 100 pictures with Al, you want to do something unique, you know. <laughs> so it's stress. I was like, I'm stressing out a little bit, and I know I'm not going to get to see Weird Al for another couple of weeks. But you know, I'm just thinking, well, what, what can I do? What you know, to, to make it a memorable picture. Yeah, and you also don't want to do something that like 100 people have already done. Um, I don't think you need to worry about it, Dave. It's gonna, it's gonna be fun. Uh, it's gonna be a, a different type of picture since you're not actually. Um, sure, you're not physically yeah, yeah, not standing physically. next to Weird Al. You're not, <laughs> not, not touching him in any way or. Um, okay, so so so, uh, so uh, I guess one more question or sure. one more question that comes to mind right now is, uh, you know, you said that Weird Al was behind some sort of shower curtain or, or some piece of you know plastic or something to separate you two. Can, can you talk to him? Can you hear him? Like, how do you relay to him that you want? Let's say if you want him to sit, stand there and pick his nose or something, or you're going to pick <laughs> your nose. How do you? How do you? Uh, relay that to Weird Dave, Al. Can you so see me picking my nose happening. right now? Is that why you uh, did that? Even though we're <laughs> in different states. No. Um, uh, what I wanted to do, I just kind of shouted, and Al shouted back with a question mark, and then I said, "Yep," and then we did the pose. <laughs> and then okay. we just sort of like for the second one, we just sort of like so. So, so there something. is a way that you can sort. There is a way that that even though you're not supposed to talk to I think, Weird Al at that point, there is a way you can kind of yeah, I think kind of get your intention across as to if you have something specific it's, in mind. It's like for a, a very you know, it's 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 very easy to see Al through the curtain. So Al is, um, you know, I think he he kind of if you're not going to give him a direction, he's going to do something fun. Um, but if you, if he sees you kind of doing something, he's going to try and do the same kind of thing or, you know, work with you in the post. Um, all right. I'm sure I'll have a million more questions yes, for you off the podcast, but, but thank you for clarifying that for me and, and, and our listeners who may be going through the same questions yes. that may have the same questions. That well, I so have. let me then, um, say, so we, we went back to our seat, we got lined up again, and then I was talking about how you can't get anything else signed. Um, what you can do is, so you have your, um, 
you know, your your badge, your, uh, what is it, the sticky badge. And when they give it to you, they write your name on it. And so okay. you sort of have the choice whether Al just writes his signature or if he writes to, you know, your name or whatever. Um, right. So you sort of have that option. Um, if you don't have a name tag on, I don't think they're going to ask you for the name. He'll just sign it. But if you have the name tag, then JW is going to tell Al what your name is so he can write it and, like, spell it or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. I did not have that issue because Al knows who I am. (laughs) (laughs) So I did not have a choice. Al just wrote to Ethan, I believe, on my poster, which was was great. Um, Although now I'm thinking... Now that I have one with my name on it, I want one signed without my name on it, and now I also want one that's unsigned. So <laughs> <laughs> you're getting greedy, but no, that, that's that's a that's a collector. I understand it's a, that. It's a collector, collector mentality. Thing, I understand that. But I also, so, so, yeah, that was my I also have more VIPs sort of, coming up, so I'll have that chance. <laughs> you sort of answered my question. I was going to ask next is is you know if you did not want your you know a personalized. Uh, signature could you get that and it sounds like you could and then it also this next question was if you just wanted the poster and for some reason did not want weird al to sign it would he just hand you the poster you know i'm sure i'm sure that if you asked they would um comply with your request um gotcha i you know i, you wanted I, I wasn't out to really... sign emo phillips name on the poster i wonder if that would uh be okay or you not. know i bet you could ask um so al's, al's <laughs> just kind of um, so Al's this, the whole backdrop in the, the plastic is exactly the same when you come through the second time. Uh, the okay. only difference is on Al's side of the plastic is a table and he is uh-huh. sitting at a chair behind that table. Al is wearing a mask and he has a giant stack of posters in front of him and a Sharpie <laughs> in his hand. Uh, so you walk up, Al signs it and, uh, you know, when, when you're done, he hands the poster to JW, JW hands it to you, and then you leave. <laughs> so, um, I had, of and course, at this... a few things to say to Al. Um, yeah. Uh, just, just some, you know, of I course. can't imagine what you possibly could have wanted to talk to Weird Al about. <laughs> yes, I mean, other people are there, to, you know, it's their first time meeting Al, they're, you know, sharing, you know, how much he has affected them and their lives and, and that kind of stuff. Sure. Um. I've done all that. So I, you know, <laughs> I have other stuff to talk about. Al did mention that he heard our podcast episode that dropped that day, episode 157 inch. Uh, he said he listened cool. to it. And of course we thank Al profusely in that, <laughs> but I, uh, I did get to thank him in person uh, for us, Dave, that he played oh, our theme you. song on stage. And um, it's incredible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, very cool. I can't believe, still can't believe that happened, but anyway, but yeah, you, you know, Al is wearing a mask. Um, at least this venue, I was not required to wear a mask, um, but it's still kind of hard for him to hear. It's kind of hard sure. to tell what he's saying. She can't read lips or anything. Um, so you're not going to have a real conversation with Al. You'll get kind of like yes, no, one word kind of answers. Um, so I wouldn't expect to like, uh, you know, have a, a riveting conversation. <laughs> and while you're not rushed along, you know, there are people behind you and you don't want to, you know, take all day. You don't want to... Um, take up all the time because Al just did a show. He's got, you know, stuff to do. He wants to go shower and go to the bus and um, go to sleep. So, um, yeah, you know, think about what you want to say to Al and, um, you know, keep it, keep it uh, considerate is that would be my advice. 
uh, to people listening. And I, I, I did start by saying, Al, I have a few things to report to you. So I got, you know, I got the, uh, the business out, uh, of the way <laughs> and, uh, thanked him. And then, um, forgot that the big backdrop was still there and I turned to walk away and walked right into the backdrop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It was kind of like, laugh at that, that, but it was like a, a very funny, uh, sight gag, I'm sure. <laughs> so, um, after the show, I was able to meet up with, uh, with Jeremy. He, he had picked up a couple of those hyphenless shirts in, um, Portland, uh, for uh-huh. for a couple of our our friends, Dave, who uh, are obsessed like we are and need every type of, of item ever produced, uh, so luckily Jeremy was able to pick those up for me, and then um, I did get to briefly see uh, both Jim and Ruben, uh, nice, and uh, got to say hi to them, and uh, got to talk to Ruben, got to tell him that I have been saying El Maestro every show, and he appreciates it, and he wants more people to do it, but. He also doesn't want people to know that he's the one telling people to say it. Oh, but well. he also said it on our podcast that he wanted people to say it, and he said he would give them a prize. So I don't know what what's going on here. <laughs> well, hopefully, uh, hopefully he doesn't listen to this episode. He, and he just gave away his secret. He t- he gave away the secret on our podcast, Dave. <laughs> What, am I supposed to pretend that didn't happen? It's not like we can go back and edit that episode and change what he said. Um, (laughs) That would be silly. That would be so silly. Do something like that. (laughs) So, no. It doesn't seem like something we would ever do is go back and edit something that Ruben said on our podcast that he probably shouldn't have said. Right. There were some people waiting, hoping to get autographs from Al. And I will just say... Dave, I know you and I have done that in the past. Wait by the bus, hoping to get a glimpse of Al. In the past, Al has done, like, signings. Sometimes, like, he'll do a signing, but no pictures at the bus after a show. Uh, But that is not happening this tour. Um, It's just, it's it's a safety concern. Um, There's so many people uh, whose livelihoods depend on Al not getting sick, you know? (laughs) Like, when you think about it that way, then it's like, you know, at the end of the day, worst case scenario if um, you know, if Steve or Jim had a cold, they could maybe find someone to play it. But you can't replace Al um, if he's sick for a few <laughs> days. Those shows are getting canceled. Um, so you're not you're, you're not they're, you're not on standby. Uh, lead singer of Ethan Christian and the Eligible Spatulers. I would hope. I, I would know ho- you know all the lyrics. I would hope that um, you know that Al would. You're not on the short list. Uh, that I could fill in. Yeah. Um, but um, no, but I haven't se- been seriously the <laughs> seriously though. I mean, I, that, that, that's a great thing. And, and I, and I hope that none of our listeners would do anything like that. Go wait by the buses. Cause there really is no reason to do that. And, and you're just, you're I, just making it inconvenient. You're just, you're just wasting your time. That's number one. exactly and number what two, I wanted you're, to say. You're, you're, you're making it, you know, you're making, you're making uh, it tough on the crew, the touring crew who has to now, you know, navigate around you and, yeah. You know, and also eventually, and the security at the venue, and eventually ask you to leave, which is what they're going to do. So, yeah, no, I, I, I hope that none of our listeners are doing that. And if if you were thinking about doing this, this is not the tour to do it on. So just, it's just stay yeah. away from the buses. Enjoy the show. If you have VIP, you get your opportunity to talk to Weird Al. Then, if not, you know, hold out. There may be another opportunity on another tour to be able to do that, yeah. or another event that Weird Al's at. That of course, he may of be course, able to do that. But yeah. but this tour, it's not. It's not. It's just it's not, not going to happen. It's not it's, feasible. Don't 
Don't um, do it. Yeah, I just I don't want wasting your own time. You're wasting everybody's time. And I was there because I was there with 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 Tina, and, and she's really close with with Jim and the band. So I was hanging out with them. We weren't there to see Al, you know. So you know, I wasn't expecting to see Al. I didn't even wave or say anything to Al because it's just it's not appropriate uh, this tour to do anything like that. Um, yep. But I have to say, Dave, it was a really uh, a fantastic night. It was really cool to get to um, spend some time with with Tina and Jen and Keith, and um, I, you know, got to uh, thank Jim in person for playing the theme song. And uh, I, Very cool. I, I did ask him. I said, "Jim, was this your idea?" He said, "No, it was Al's idea." He said, <laughs> "One day, Al said, uh, oh, by the way, we're going to be doing uh, the podcast theme song or something.'" So, Jim said that <laughs> Jim said he then had to uh, uh, re-listen to the theme song so he <laughs> could remember what he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Lest anyone thinks that uh, Jim is a, a regular listener of our podcast, I believe it's only Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> um, Look, Jim has so many songs in his catalog. That's understandable. It's, that oh, he yeah. might yeah. not. I'm sure he doesn't get an opportunity to pull out Dave Nathan's 2000s Weird Al podcast theme song at too many Hawaiian slack key <laughs> guitar shows. It's just Although, not not quite the same. I did ask uh, Jim. I was music. like, "Well, so did you have?" Uh, charts and and all that for the for our theme song he said no it's like 20 seconds (laughs) 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 that was really funny um i mean of course he he did it very professionally when he did it but i'm sure it wasn't something that you know he agonized yeah i don't think he spent weeks creating charts and no flows music theory no um he knew exactly i think he just probably wrote it in his head and he, he was perfect the first time um well, Dave, I think it's probably about time for us to listen to the instrumental version of our theme song. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> I th- I say that's great. And I'm glad you had a good time in a, in a, at this uh, show. But I'm more, even more glad that at the next set of shows, which are in Med in Medford, can, Medford, 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 Massachusetts, Just, at the Chevalier Theater. Yeah, so right fancy. outside of or. I, Boston. Boston. So that's going to be cool. Yeah, We're going to the Boston, Boston shows. Um, and yeah, I think we mentioned earlier, but it's two shows in the si- same city. Um, and Al has uh, announced that the shows will be different when he does two shows yeah. in the same city. So this will be the first time, and we'll get to report on that. Um, very excited about it. And most importantly, I will be there to join you for this. That's right. Shows. That's right. And I know Jackie will be there, and I know we have uh, a lot of there. other uh, friends who are going to oh, yeah. be. We'll see a lot at of the shows, there, yeah. so it's going to be fun. Can't wait to see it. Uh, I want to thank everyone for for listening, and this was a lot of fun. And we'll talk to you on the next one. That was Dave Nathan's 2008 Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode eight centimeters. I'd rather have my blood sucked out by leeches. Leeches. Shove an ice pick under a toenail or two. I'd rather clean. All the bathrooms in Grand Central Station with my (coughs) Then spend one more minute with you.